You're listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 3800 Marlton Pike. For more information, check out circleofhope.net. The, the pastors actually asked the church that met to think about what we do about church planting, which, which is tech, uh, obviously, I think, maybe to you, it's just, just about becoming a larger system. You know, you make another congregation, you call it church planting, you know, put out a new seed plot somewhere that seems appropriate. So they were wondering, if, uh, and they had a whole summit about it, and they wanted to hear people talk about it. So we did. And one of the questions they asked was about evangelism, just the word evangelism. And uh, I, I don't remember the exact question, but it, but the implication was uh, I don't I don't think you, you guys like that word, so let's talk about that. And we uh, and we did. So I want to keep talking about that tonight too, just to see because I'm I'm curious about what you um, think. So I I, re- I realized that people had this one um, kind of bad attitude about the word evangelism and the people who are evangelists that I've been carrying most of my life, too. Uh, only I don't, I don't think I am one of those people if I am called an evangelist, and I don't think we, I need to diss all those people just because they are different than me. But they do have a bad reputation. They thought if I say the word evangelism, what I'm talking about is some guy, or, or woman, I guess, mostly guys do this, they buttonhole somebody, they make sure that they uh, know that they're a sinner, and if they do these prescribed steps from the Bible and say yes to Jesus at the end, pray a prayer that says, I want to follow you, then they'll be a Christian and the deal is sealed. And they said, if you, if you uh, a majority of people who are at this meeting said, if you want to get me into that, I'm, I'm done. All right, I'm out. As a matter of fact, they don't even want to use the word evangelist or evangelism because it has such a bad taste, at least such a bad taste in my mouth from these uh, people who have done this in my experience, and even better to me, that um, I don't want anything to do with it. So I'm, I'm, I'm done if you, if you, if you uh, try to drag me into that. So if, if that's what you mean, and I suspect it is what you mean, then I think we should just get rid of the word altogether and try to think about another thing that we're doing. So that resonated at all with you? The answer would be, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Or yeah, that's kind of happened to me. I kind of feel that, that, that what you're talking about. Okay, I'm just seeing where I am. Um, I, don't, I don't know what you guys. So I, could, I could say something really stupid in the next five minutes. And you go, wow, what a what a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Who is he anyway? I've never even seen him before. What's he doing here? <laughs> the, uh, the, um, because where I I've been I've been based, I've been an evangelist my whole life, but I don't but I don't think I was in, I, I I did it that same way. I actually tried it. Uh, uh, when I was first kind of a feral Christian, I call myself when I was in college, because I didn't come from a Christian background. I, I became one. I'm actually a convert. And uh, when I was in college, I, I thought I was gonna, I, I was gonna try out evangelism, because I thought that was the right thing to do. And so I remember this one particular moment I was doing it on the, the college quad with my best friend, Dan, because I thought, you know, at least you could talk to your friends, right? And uh, I'm given this, he's really smart, and I'm giving all these arguments about Jesus. I'm trying to get, I mean, he's even dragging me into the metaphysical stuff that I don't even understand about God. So I don't know know what we're talking about right now. I think he just used the word ontology, and I don't even know what that means yet. But I know I'm supposed to, and now I'm out of my league. So now what am I doing here? You know, so I'm having this big argument, and it's really going nowhere. And um, 
this right thing and I'm not succeeding. And so I finally just said, okay, wait a minute, this is so, this is so not working and I'm getting mad and so are you, why are we arguing? Anyway, because why would we even do that? Because this is hardly the subject you argue about. And so I said, oh, look, I'm, I'm, a G, I'm, I'm a Jesus follower. I'm a Christian, right? And I'm your friend. That's why you're sitting here for like an hour talking to me, right? So where's this friendship going? So um, you must secretly think that I'm a real idiot for being a Christian, right? Is that why you're arguing with me? And he said, well, no, <laughs> I don't think you're an idiot. In fact, any one person I, I hang out with, you're like the anti-idiot. You know, the rest of them might be idiots, but you know, I, I want to be your friend, so that's why I'm doing this thing. I'm talking. I said, well, what do you think then? Why, why, what would make it, um, why would I be a Christian if I'm an idiot? You know, it's kind of like, I, I don't get where we're at here. If you, if you think I'm nuts for this, just tell me, and we can talk about that. And if you don't think I'm nuts, well, then do something about it. That was a really compelling argument for him. It was, a, it was a, and, I, and, I, and it taught me a big lesson. You know, I, I ne- I've never been good at the whole principle thing, and I'm gonna talk you into this based on principle. Here I have my carefully laid out argument, and I expect after you hear this argument, you will do something with it like I want you to, because I've convinced you to make this decision. Everything's going towards your personal decision, since the world is based on your personal decision, and I'm supposed to whip you into this other shape. I was more on the side of, I learned from Dan was, you know, I'm, I'm really just the presence of Jesus in the world, if I'm anything. If the Holy Spirit lives in me, and there's something to see, well, then you can come see it. And if there's something to see, well, then what, that's what's to talk about. You know, if, if there isn't any Jesus, if there isn't any spirit in me, if you're not resonating, if you're not getting it, if my, what, I'm, what I'm telling you my life is about isn't worthy of a life being about something, you know, whatever I just said, then um, don't do it. And that's, that's okay with me, because I, I'm, not, I'm not here to try to browbeat you into doing something that I want you to do. And that was my approach to evangelism. Later on, I found, that was in, I found out that was in the Bible. I always love that, you know, where things I thought seemed commonsensical and said, oh my gosh, that's in the Bible. It was in John, when Jesus is talking about that time before the last Passover, and uh, the, uh, he, his disciples come to him and say, these Greek guys, these Greek converts, want to meet you. And at that moment, Jesus has this kind of aha experience and says, my hour has come. There's and I, I, that, that one little moment, which seems a little mysterious, like why doesn't Jesus actually just meet these guys and say, okay, well, we'll come over and we'll have coffee then. If they want to meet me, fine. Um, why, does, why does he have this aha experience right at that moment? I, I, think, it's, I think it's because he knows that um, his presence has finally, his, his, the, the word about him, this natural process of his uh, expanding influence has reached the far reaches of, of Judaism, to where these Greek converts aren't even getting to be interested in him. And that's just because he showed up. He hasn't even met them yet. There's been no argument. There's been no content. He just exists. He just showed up. God is just incarnate here. And so he tells his disciples, "This is this is what's this is what's happening. My hour has come. I'm like a I'm like a seed that's been planted in the earth. I'm gonna." I'm going to die to this form you see right now. I'm going to be transformed into this new resurrection life. 
and this is going to be for the transformation of the world. And then he tells them, and if you, everyone who hates their life like that, if you lose your life, you're like a seed too. And if, and if you do it you, you get to, so that you can gain this new kind of transformation in life that I'm talking about, well, then you'll be part of that process with me too. I really like that. So that's, to me, that's like, okay, we're, I'm relating, you know, we're connecting. I am, uh, I'm in the earth, you're in the earth. You know, uh, I'm, I'm already inc an incarnation of something. And our God's becoming an incarnation of something to connect. And we're forming this relationship that's going to be transformative. That seems much more realistic to me. That's, I think that's the message. That's what I was learning with Dan. You know, it says, I don't have a good argument for you, but I, but I do think I know God here through Jesus Christ. Do you want to or not? I, I mean, I'm, I would like you to because then we'd be like brothers. That'd be cool. You know, and um, he, died, he finally did become a Christian. Actually, that week. <laughs> and, um, has been a stalwart in his church in California. Just an amazing man. Done a lot of great things. Circle of Hope was, was designed with some of that premise in mind. That, um, you know, everybody, there's a lot of people who are doing kind of the hard sell American kind of make a deal, cap, I was going to say capitalistic, you know, kind of approach to how we communicate information and how people make a transaction. You know, I promise you eternal life. You say yes to Jesus and give me a tithe. You know, um, I, I give you the information. You say thank you and you conform to the information. This is transactional method. We thought, well, that's, that's, that's working for some people and, and God uses everything. But what we thought was more basic was, no, we're really a community that exists, you know, as who we are. Jesus lives in the middle of us. We actually try to form the body of Christ in a realistic way with real people who are flawed and foolish and growing, and they'll be different next year than they are this year. You know, realistic, trusting that God is actually in the midst and that people will want to, want to keep coming coming to see it. You know, and, we, and we'll provide that, that opportunity. Some of us will be more aggressive. Some of us will be more scared, but that's how it will be. And we'll, we'll work that out day by day incremental, I think realistic, um, open process. That's my that's my whole little that's my whole discussion. I just set up this discussion I want to see if you'll have about um, just like where you fit into that. You know, how, how what do you think the church should do in this time about presenting Jesus to the world? How does that even work now? Can it can it uh, I mean does it work like it used to or in your whatever wherever you come from? Um, or and what do you think God is telling us to do next? Is that what we do in this meeting? Is that okay? Does that, does that happen? I mean, I know if you're leaving it, it probably does because we'll go eat fast and Scott does that. But I've never been here. Like this. Is that okay? You're saying yes. Okay. Is that, I, I don't want to be too deep or weird. So you can't really talk. But um, that was, I, I just asked kind of a huge question to see where you would go. And I'll try to lead a discussion about it. Yeah, the, the word on the floor, like I started with, was evangelist. You want to get rid of the word altogether? What do you feel about it? Does it apply to what we're trying to do? How do we do it? I gave you some of my thoughts about it. And I gave you a Bible verse. <laughs> so, now, we, now we're all set.
Yeah, you were, you were talking about um, Scott, Rod, and uh, this is Scott over here, by the way. He's a cool guy. Um, <laughs> I, I was. Everybody say hi to Scott. Hi, Scott. <laughs> now we're now we know where we're at. We're not gonna be okay. Now I'm not at all. I was so uh, last year I was talking to him about this evangelism, right? Evangelical. I was I was kind of on on this uh, this. Um, uh, yeah, like a version to that word, you know, like the evangelical equals bad, you know, or it's equals whatever. Um, I kind of grew up in that, so I've got like all kinds of things, all, all kinds of attachments to it that aren't better. I get unfair bias, I guess. And I was talking to Scott about it, and and, and he was like, Pat, he's like, do you, um, he's like, do you um, do you want people to become Christians? And I, and I was like, yeah, like, I think that's, like, that might be, like, the best thing that can happen. And he's like, well, then you're an evangelical. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> but, but I've kind of embraced it. And um, I want us to, uh, I want to be a church where people become Christians. Like, I like, I, I want to. I hope everybody becomes a Christian. So if it, if it gets big, it gets big. Now let's let's the, the, an evangelical and evangelist. They sound alike, and they are alike. Evangelical, though, the term that defines a group of Christians, you know, a particular um, denominational family, you might say, mm-hmm. Baptists, conservative Mennonite, Mennonite, conservative Methodists, the independent Bible Church to be evangelicals. And part, part of there, it's a hodgepodge of a terminology that, that got started in England, basically, back in the day when people were um, getting more interested in their own personal faith and started acting, you know, I want to live this out in my everyday life, and actually did all sorts of uh, radical things to make sure they could do it. In the United States, it became, it has become a bit politicized at this point where the evangelicals had a, not all of them would, would subscribe to some what some of their leaders do when they have a, you know, a big mega church that actually has a lot of political influence in whatever state they're in, and actually uh, foments to control the society according to certain moral standards and all that, and uh, fights about stuff, and it's quite ideological. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's sometimes there's a, there's, a, there's a broad spectrum. You may be on one end of the evangelical, and there's another... There's another end of it, but some people, just to be generous with some people who get real, you know, start choke, getting choked by the word evangelical, they're, they're probably talking about this one stereotype they have at the one end where they're more about politics than Jesus and fear. But an evangelist, that's straight from the Bible, you know, that's the term that Paul uses that some people are gifted by the Holy Spirit to do that uh, invitational work, you know, person to person to person to help help somebody get to be a Jesus follower. What are you going to say? Um, I was going to say, I really like what you said. You just kind of said it in passing. Saying like, he's kind of like, this American evangelical church. And like, you said like, you know, God God can use anything. And and Jesus is not on that. But maybe not everybody. 
But I think just kind of saying that, just be like, yeah, God's gonna, uh, God's gonna work in that at some point. But you know, that doesn't work for everybody. There's like a piece in that, like, like P A C A piece, like that. That is, um, I think, is really important because you're not saying like, oh, those people are bad. You know, those people have. Are, are There's wrong. millions of them. They can't all be bad. Right, right, right. You're <laughs> saying like, yeah, they're just wrong. You know what I mean? Because like when people start to do that, uh, I don't know. I think ironically, they kind of wind up doing the same thing that they're yeah. criticizing. Yeah, <laughs> bad, they're bad. I hear you. Yeah. Well, I think we should see ourselves that way too, right? Because I'm not all bad either, but I'm I'm a jerk too. Right. So you know, so what are you gonna do? Yeah. I do things that are really wrong right. and are unthought through. You know, I'm not I'm not all cooked yet yeah. for any number of reasons. I have, maybe have a really bad family background or something. You know, so there's always something. You know, but I do some really great things too. Right. You know, and so there's always there's always this, this, this genius about each of us, and I think that applies to these larger systems too. You know, there's a genius about the Presbyterians and the Baptists and the Catholics and all the rest. You know, there's something. Maybe a lot of things that are just really great about them. We always say, well, I want all that stuff. I don't need to have some division of the body of Christ. I'm going to take all the best things. And if you do nonsense, like Paul says, you're nonsense, right? It's going to get burned up in fire at the last day anyway, so you're not going to take it with you anyway. So that's fine. Let it burn. But the stuff that's gold, I want all that stuff. I want the good stuff. So I don't need to damn them for their sins. Let that, let that get burned out. You take the good stuff with it. About each of us. Yeah. How are we doing on this side? Those guys, those, those McGowan brothers, can talk all night. <laughs> I, and, I'm, and I'm fine just letting them. So I thought I'm just going to, I just, you know, invite you in. Because I, I, I know some of you don't even know each other, so it might seem like kind of weird to even say something. So don't bother. It's really okay. But it's such a, it's a, it's a small enough group where we might as well be friends by the end of it. So what, what's, what's the harm? You know, so if something comes to your mind, it would be interesting to, um, to hear it. We're not going to criticize it anyway. It's all interesting. It's a Greek word, right? Like even it's a Greek root. Yeah, it means good news, right? The pastor knows what is it? Come on, pastor. Yeah, good news, gospel. Evangelistos. That's a, that's an evangelist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like even in English, like nowadays, it's an idiom, right? Like if you get a text or somebody steps into the room and shouts good news your heart lightens in expectation okay. yeah mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. little something opens in you right yeah I think it's sort of an ironic shame that, that evangelical has become it has, it has such a negative connotation the word itself is a the word itself is a pretty good word eh right and I, I don't I, I just don't want to let it go that easy so well, and I think some people are saying, you know, that Guy Kawasaki is is uh, well known for being an Apple and Apple Corporation evangelist. That's what he calls himself. So, so people take the word and corrupt it. One of the reasons Circle of Hope often comes up just with a new word for everything, you know, just trying to try and try to actually communicate, because we're so oversaturated with all this constant barrage of communication, where people steal all our words and twist them and. I don't even know what anybody's saying anymore. It might, it might be for some ulterior, weird ulterior motive or some odd thing that people are unsuspecting. You know, so you don't believe anything anybody says. So they, you know, they even take the word evangelist directly from the church and say, "Well, I'm 
and I'm, I talk about my Apple products. I read the book by Guy Kawasaki, and um, he's you know talking about how he he good newsed his Apple products everywhere and figured out how to even use social media and all the other media to make sure they just kind of appear in weird places so that you feel good about them, feel warm about you know your iPhone, but to keep buying a new one every six months whenever they have a wear out. And people get people are cynical about that. You know, the church is like that too. Mm-hmm. Now you want us to be an evangelist for this Jesus product. You know, what does he wear out to? So you have to get a new brand every time, you know, or something. Or what, 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 are you, what are you really trying to do? And are you those kind of people? You know, everyone's not like that, but a number of people feel like that. I feel like the church is just such a bunch of liars too. <laughs> you know, they tell you one thing, that Jesus is this, and find, you find out later that they were, you know, doing some nefarious thing that was terrible. Like the Catholic Church, like 50% of the people in this whole area are Catholics, and um, and uh, a good uh, 20 to 30 percent of those in the last 10 years have left the church because of the uh, the secrecy surrounding the abuse of children in the Catholic Church. It's a huge thing, and they it, it, people finally said, "Nuts! I can't trust you guys. You say one thing, and you're like real authoritative about it, and then we find this out." then find out you were covering it up. It's like, wow, it just really kills their faith. It's really hard for them to, to come back from that. I've been an evangelist to some of those people. It's They're really far away from God. It's really hard to get back, you know, because their foundation was shaken. Same same way with uh, real fundamentalist Christians who, who thought that the Bible is inherently true in every aspect. You know, and then they might go to college or something, and, and they're like, oh, really? You know, but what, what the Bible isn't even trying to be scientific, and you're acting like it really can moderate science. And in order to deal with that, you know, a lot of them say, that's I can't deal with that. I'm out. You know, and so they're, they're hard to bring back. <laughs> you know, they, they, it's like their, their trustometer got seared or something, and I got broken. And, um, that's, that's kind of our evangelistic territory right now. And I, I feel for I'll tell you one terrible story where I can't find I grew up. Uh, this is how good God is. I, I was in the Baptist church when I was a kid. My parents would drop me off for some reason. I never, I never for some reason, I didn't ask them why they did this even before they died. And I still have the question, why did you do that? What were you doing while we were in Sunday school? And why did you bother? You know, because you certainly weren't Christians, <laughs> not even. You know, these were sympathetic, I guess. But you know, we were not. We weren't, the only time we heard Jesus in the house was if it was accompanied by some, you know, swearability moment. You know, <laughs> and um, this this church I would they sent me to was terrible, and it was and it, and it should have broke my trustometer. One time I was at a business meeting even when I was a, a youngster. And the, uh, the the head deacon got into a fist fight with the pastor <laughs> in the meeting. <laughs> we found out later that that he had also been embezzling from the church. <laughs> well, welcome to Christianity. <laughs> for some reason, that just went right over my head. I don't know why. I, I thank God for that. I, I I remember the story, but it didn't hit my heart because I already knew Jesus. And I said, "Well, that's crazy. What are you guys doing that for?" It was, somehow it didn't, it didn't uh, make me feel like that was, had much to do with me. 
Lord Jesus. <laughs> so I'm glad I find this. Uh, but I think other people haven't had similar ability to go into denial, maybe, or whatever it was that, that helped me go, go beyond that. When you're doing evangelism, right? You, I mean, you're going to run into this in the United States over and over again because we're so saturated with Christianity and saturated with bad Christianity, too. Let's face it. Every, every one of the, the genius of each system kind of also has the dark side you know the Presbyterians are great at explicating the Bible wonderful in church order their theology is pristine you know the dark side of it is that they tend to be real legalistic and, and if you and if you cross the, the vestry or whatever they're called presbytery you're dead you know so you can get into a, a quagmire relationally Pentecostal is so fabulous you know they're a uh, they're going to get you connected to God if it kills them. And they're going to do it right now. <laughs> you know, and let's just do this thing. I love that about them. You know, and they're, they're good at it. The dark side is their theology can just be a mishmash of, of rumor. <laughs> you know, it's not, too, it's not too organized sometimes. You know, and they, they, didn't, they didn't come from that space. Mennonites are great at community. Great at social action, communal social action. Sometimes you can't get out of the community. Sometimes the community is like a straitjacket, too. It's always a problem. We can say that about certain other too. And so, we're, yeah, we're, we're working with both sides. You know, it's, I think you should be honest about those things and, and tell people the truth about, well, this is like, Christianity is like you being in a relationship with God. It's not like the ideal you being in a relationship with the ideal God. You know, it's the real thing about what you know about God right now as the person you are right now. So it's going to be as messy as you are right now. Because most of us have a tough time not getting to a paragraph of, of cogent thinking, you know, where we can come to a, a logical end that we're committed to, right? So that's where we're at. So that's how it is with us, you know, and that's, that's how God is with us. He's like a seed falling into that ground and coming up to resurrection. Not a seed falling in some ideal principle ground or some, some wherever that is. No, it's right here in this ground. If Jesus dies for your sins, you know, it's these sins, you know, as you really are. Not those, whatever those those abstract sins are. You know, no, it's like, in fact, we are. That's the beauty of it. That's why it's so wonderful. Resurrection's going to happen here. You know, not somewhere else. I think that's what it is. It's really easy, though, to, it, it, it might be, it's easy and maybe easiest to build a movement based around ideas and ideals and so i think that it's 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 understandable why the evangelical movement or the catholic movement which was the most successful christian movement of all time um had this these this kind of proclivity this kind of leaning towards the the rules and the ideas and let's all let's all think the same thing because that's the way that we're going to be together and um and I think that's one of the things we're trying to be an alternative to. That's exactly what you're saying. Um, and uh, we have to um, accept that, uh, that, that mess. And it's not that comfortable. Mm -hmm. like, like, the, like, it's not as, it's not as easy as just think the right thing and do what the pastor says and then when he embezzles money 
get slammed because you've given your heart to him to be the, the man of God. You know, that, that's much easier and, 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 and just a lot more dangerous. I think this meeting is really messy right now, too, right? Let's face it, you know. I mean, are you going to say something or disagree? I hear that. No, That's I was messy. Just You're say right. Okay. <laughs> just from what I've like a blanket statement, I think we need to uh, preach against hate now. I think it's everywhere. And I think a lot of people think that Christians hate other people. I think they do hate other people. Sin. Just like, as I say, like a statement, just, we have to start speaking up against it. Absolutely. So, There's a lot of, uh, a lot of um, going on with, you know, we're being persecuted. Christians are all over the world being persecuted. Well, I, I, I might differ with you a little bit there. It'd be hard to persecute all the Christians here since they're 70% of the population, so they can't be too persecuted yet. <laughs> but, no, but if you're talking about India, <laughs> if you're talking about India right now, you know they're having an election in India, and Modi is a radical conservative Hindu. That's their president. And so, um, right, they're making movies. You know about Bollywood, I'm sure. They're making movies now about Modi's life story to make sure that he looks like he's the savior of the people. For a lot of, in, in the outskirts, like where our denomination has uh, missions in India, you know, that go back to like, I don't know, 70 years or so or more. And uh, those people are in danger because when the, when the leaders preach this kind of radical, you know, it's our way or no way, it's the Hindu way, you know, uh, everybody else is an other and they are in danger. Some of our denominations' churches have been burned down by uh, people who think that they should just be eradicated from the country. Kind of going that direction. I think that's what you're saying, right? The United States kind of going that way too. Yeah, it's kind of rumbling as all that. Yeah. 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 I think we need to present ourselves in a different light. We're full of love and not hate. Yeah. Well, you were telling me something uh, a couple weeks ago. That, um, uh, that you think that Christianity is really all about forgiveness. And we think a lot about, I know for me personally, I think a lot about being a Christian means be good. And I, I like good, you know, I, I love good. That was good as was what got me to become a Christian, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's not about this, uh, like hitting this checklist, you know. You even said, Rush, you even said, um, there are other religious uh, belief systems that do good way better than Christians do. Sometimes, <laughs> you know? yeah. Uh, but, but what we're about is forgiveness, about real forgiveness, like capital F forgiveness. And that's been really, uh, you talk about seeds, that's been like really taking root for mm. me. Because before you thought, you thought something else from me, or you're just learning something it, new? It's, it's, um, I was doing so good. You asked a tough question, Ron. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't really know. It's it's um, it just really it, it's, has struck me, and it's kind of released me maybe a little from that. I, I got to be good all the time. Mm. 
Whereas, no, I am constantly being forgiven and I get to forgive people too. Yeah, I think when the when the disciples were bringing these these Greek converts to see Jesus, they thought they were kind of getting the uh, larger market share, maybe, and that this might actually uh, be the first fruit of something big happening uh, as a result of this three years of Jesus' mission. And I and I think that's that's a that might be another reason that Jesus had that. Oh, time must be up. Must be time to close this down before this really goes the way that it usually goes in the world. Because what I'm trying to do is that different thing. I mean, I'm going to show, I'm going to demonstrate for you by dying and rising this new approach to um, life. It's new to you, old to me, but you know, it's uh, something that um, we need to rediscover that's how how it really works here. And and forgiveness is right is a is a dying kind. It's a dying to yourself kind of thing to do, rather than uh, winning the point, winning the territory, winning the day kind of thing. That's what is normally what people are supposed to do. And so it's uh, it's really different. How long does this go on, Ben? This is great. But how long does it last? Ten o'clock usually. <laughs> Probably ready for some closing thoughts, but because uh, we're going to do some some responding to it with song and stuff. Let me, I, want to, I, I don't want to summarize it, but I, what I, I hope what you're getting is that this is a live issue in the church. You probably should have an opinion about it, at least. You know, where, where, what, do I, what do I think about the word? It's a Bible word. I mean, I, you, might, you may or may not think the Bible is important, but I do. Uh, where, where, do I, where do I stand in the mission of Jesus who's thinking that he's going to transform the world? How am I? How am I contributing to that? Because I'm a dying seed, and and I'm I'm a transformation agent as well. And what's my what's my role in that? Um, do I think that we're we're doing enough maybe in this this rather troubled era to uh, make the difference that we really could? It's always it's always a constant question. Can I ask that question? without just feeling like crap all the time, like I'm doing something wrong? Or can I actually think, no, Jesus is with me. This is part of the territory. You know, of course I don't work. Of course he works. This is going to be tomorrow. It's going to be like this too. And I'm going to, I'm going to trust Jesus for this and not just think it's all about me and my personal choice. I'm going to, I'm going to really figure out how to do it. So I hope, I hope that's part of what you're getting from this little dialogue from what I was saying. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect drop-down at circleofhope.net.